Tonight, the fantastic Jeanette Barber sits down with me for a conversation. You might remember her as the Emmy Award-winning head writer of The Rosie O'Donnell Show. She spent some time at The View. She's a stand-up comedian and author. It's an amazing conversation. We cover a lot of topics. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. You ready for this I think you know knowing what we're talking about. We got your quarters once you laying them down. Won't keep you waiting, watch your clock turn to nine. Eight, seven, six, five, depending on your time zone. Won't keep you waiting, cause we're ready to go. We're never stopping, cause we're taking control. No hesitating, baby, let's start the show. Everybody knows it's uncensored radio. We're saying what we want, give it to you nonstop, any place, anytime. How are you, girl? Hey, how are you? It is so exciting to finally be here. <laughs> you, you had a little incident this week. I saw oh, you on Facebook. My, 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 uh, uh, Mike Tyson bruise? Yes, exactly. Doesn't it look like I should be getting a Golden Globe? I, I'm waiting. <laughs> I want, I want, a, I want an award, um, and it is so much paler. This is so much better than it was. It was uh, a very dark eggplant. So last week it was a windy day in New York City, and I'm who cares? You know, you don't think I'm walking down the street, um, and this giant piece of cardboard, like literally, like I'm going to say three by four, but something like that. Um, and I didn't. It's not like I saw it coming. It wasn't standing in front of me going. You know, pardon me. Uh, it swooped in out of nowhere. It's it slammed into me uh, so hard it literally lifted me up and pushed my feet out behind me so that I landed on my face God. on the sidewalk. Now I'm pretty sure I said something like, <laughs> "I mean, I think I did." I, I, <laughs> I think I was like squawking, and because I, it's it's so shocking, and. Um, I, I could tell because my teeth, my tooth went into my lip, oh. and you know you could all immediately the uh, you know the taste of blood, yeah. always fun. Who doesn't love that? And uh, but well, two things. Um, one, this is one of the things I love about New York City. So I slam on the ground and begin to scream, and uh, someone I, I don't know. I, I never saw more than his leg because uh, a guy oh. with a leg came uh, right next to my head, reached down, and pulled me up. And since I was able to stand, he continued to walk. He had done his part. I Just, love that. Bye. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, New Yorkers will help you. We don't New necessarily York. have time to chat, but if you need something, New Yorkers are there. And then the, another man was there, and uh, and he he did wait, and it was funny because he's looking at me like this. He's going, I, I, uh, you're you're uh, you're bleeding. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have anything to wipe it off. So, for the first time in my entire life, I spit in the street, oh. over and over, spit blood. And then, and the man had this little boy with him, and the little boy is, I realize, is just looking at me. And uh, I I said to the little boy that it was okay, and then I spit blood so i'm sure it was fine um, but i didn't break anything um these a miracle it's, a, it's an actual miracle because yeah. i have osteoporosis oh yeah girl. Uh, yeah and i and when i stood up that was the first thing i said to passers-by oh my god i have osteoporosis 
I, I am. <laughs> Where's Sally Field when you need her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, uh, but I'm fine. I didn't break anything. I've already been to the dentist. Uh, these teeth I had to purchase during the um, pandemic. I had laminates and I had to get crowns because you know who knows that you know those will go bad on you. Uh, mm -hmm. But then, uh, if you don't mind, a quick public service announcement. Absolutely. I had fantastic news today um i uh so osteoporosis and i and i have it kind of bad and i don't want to take the drugs so i read on facebook about something called osteo strong it's osteogenic loading where your body is put in uh, uh the uh, uh, optimum position for maximum force and you exert maximum force which is different than lift because uh, it looks like a leg press and I'm uh, at 1,100 pounds, but it's 1,100 pounds of force. And they call it a biohack because your brain uh, reads it as if it's lifting and it is supposed to cause bone growth. Who knows if this will work, right? Well, after one year, they say they actually recommend that you wait about 16 months to see a, a change. But I got another bone density in a year and I just got the results back. And in one year with no drugs, I went from a negative 3.7, which is a really horrible number, if you know, to a negative 3.0. That's like actually an a really big improvement since those drugs don't necessarily even improve it and it will just get better. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an international franchise. I know they're in Florida. I know they're in Connecticut. They're obviously here, but uh, you've got listeners everywhere. Yeah. And if you have us all over the world. Uh, it, it's something that actually works. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's probably what helped you uh, with the cardboard incident. I really, I swear, I, I don't yeah. know what, what I, you know, because they tell you don't break, you're supposed to break. But I, I have, I fell off a camel. And, uh, <laughs> you know, well, it's not really my fault. It was his fault because the camel, whose name was James, uh decided to have a lie down while i was on him oh and at one point as there have you ever been on as camel? you do no no like girl mountains. no and at one point as oh, it, you you have to jump oh no and uh i and i had osteoporosis then as well and uh, i didn't break i did jump into the sand i thought it was a big of a help but anyway thank you for uh, i just i'm going to tell everybody strangers on the street about that because um, I think it's a very exciting thing. And I think anytime you can not take medication and yeah. have a success, I think it's a huge thing and I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. if you have to, you have to. Yeah, but, for sure. You know. Yeah, if you have to, fine. But if you can get around it. Well, and I think too, that was one of the things years ago, I remember hearing about you. You were in a wheelchair. Yeah. With your back. It was my ankles. Ankles, ankles, ankles. It was my ankles. Uh, yeah, I had, well, this is, um, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, because I used to work uh, uh, for Rosie O'Donnell uh, on her show. I was the head writer. And uh, without her, I do believe I would not be walking today because I don't know how I would ever have found it out. She put me on the on, show. Hmm? It was on the show, right? That you, you went on yeah. the show. And I asked. had this horrible ankle pain. And uh, uh, from the very beginning, it happened, it started right before we, we before the, we started the job and it got worse and worse. And I'd have to wrap my ankles every day in ACE bandages uh, just to be able to stand the pain from my desk down to the studio until eventually I couldn't. 
And then I had a wheelchair, one of those wheelie cart things uh, that I would ride to work through Central Park in my wheelchair. And uh, one day she said, uh, you know, if you want me to, wait, she'd actually said that before. And one day I, I rode into her office. Uh, I had gained 50 pounds because um, I couldn't move for so many years. And I said, you know, if you want to do it, now would be a good day. And uh, from all of the letters, I found a Dr. John Sarno, S-A-R-N-O. And he wrote a book called Healing Back Pain, which is why you were, why the back yes, stuck in the, your head. Yeah. And I wouldn't have picked up that book because I didn't have back pain. Right. Um, and it's, uh, it's called uh, TMS, Tension Myositis Syndrome. It happens usually in the back, but anywhere in muscles, nerves, or tendons. And it is physical pain, but an emotional trigger. Mm -hmm. And so much back pain uh, uh, is really this. Uh, I was completely cured. Three years of pain, six months in a wheelchair, a three-hour lecture. And two weeks later, I was lumbering up a mountain path in Vermont, completely pain-free. Your brain, in an effort to suppress unwanted emotion, usually in the form of anger, which I always say is funnier if you know me, um, but, <laughs> but, but, it, but uh, any strong emotion, your brain, in, it, uh, in an effort to suppress it, causes pain, which becomes a distraction. The more you change your life to accommodate the pain, the greater the pain will grow. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to know what you're trying to avoid. You have to know that you're trying to avoid it. Uh, his book is Healing Back Pain, The Mind-Body Connection. And uh, another thing I can attest to, because uh, I've had a few relapses, and every time uh, I know what to do. So uh, doctors will suggest surgery. They will suggest all kinds of things. And in fairness, they're doing what they know, what they're trained right. to do. But yeah. For sure. Um, but why live in pain when you can uh, buy a book and cure yourself? Right. Well, I think for me, it was, I was going through all that and I had stumbled upon, I, I think a YouTube video or I was going through like VHS tapes and had saw a, a story or, you know, something and you had talked about that. And I think Howard Stern had kind of had the similar thing. Yeah. And I started putting the dots together about what was going on in my life and when my back was going out. So you had TMS? I guess, because once I put the dots together and changed everything, I've not had an episode in almost 10 years. Then that's what I, it is. Th that'd Dr. be a little Sano throwbacks, to, but nothing Well, he crazy. would say it was like a, a covert operation. Once, yeah. if a, once a covert operation is busted, it loses its value. So once mm -hmm. you know and accept that is your brain causing the pain, uh, the pain goes away. Yeah, I mean, it would get to the point where my legs would go out from underneath me and I couldn't move, I couldn't crawl, nothing. Yeah. And I'd wow. be stuck on the floor. And once I realized that it was the stress levels and everything going on in my world, yep. it was over. That was the end of it. Wow, good for so you. So it was amazing. Yeah, but it was because of you and Howard that it, the connection all became, it made sense. Yeah. You know, and I think so many people don't realize that it's all well, connected. And and uh, unfortunately, sometimes there are people like like you and people like me and all of the hundreds of thousands of people who have recovered from TMS. 
uh, who are open-minded and willing to go, wait a minute, I'm responsible? If I'm responsible, right. responsibility is the point of power. You can do anything if you will accept a responsibility. But uh, I've talked to, because I talked to a lot of people about this because it was so public. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I did Larry King. I did a lot of stuff back then. And uh, some people will just get angry at you. They just do not touch my pain. They are attached to, um, uh, I don't know, a victim. But, the, but they'll get mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that it's a. I think the victim was the right word. Like there were yeah. some folks in my life, you know, they like that. Oh, what was me? You know, right. they want that sympathy from it. You know, they don't want right. it to go away. They need that thing. And I, I'm no thanks. Bye. Yeah. I, I want to. I got things to do. Right, you know? a life to live. Well, we're living yeah. in a society now that really um, embraces. Uh, victim and uh, you know people are quite proud of everything that's wrong with them and all of the initials um, and uh, I don't think it's a good direction for the world it certainly is not a good direction it's, for me it's insane yeah well and I was I was trolling your Facebook page and I, I went back and I saw a little post you did about um, uh, oh my gosh Dave Chappelle and it oh, made me yeah. think about like everything that had just happened not too long ago on the Oscars and, yeah. and my my thing with the Oscars wasn't even so much about Will. I, I don't I don't really care. Yeah. My thing was more about the comedy aspect of it. So now every time somebody doesn't like something a comic says, it's okay to just get up and pop them in the chops. Right. That's what we're doing now. But it's also as a society, I I don't I don't normally care that much about celebrity news. Uh, you know, you live in right. that world for a while, and then you you know you you don't care. Um, uh, I'm with you. I don't care what Will Smith did. I mean, obviously, it was a terrible thing to do. I, I do right, think right. That there should be some repercussions, you know, whether yeah, he loses yeah. the award. It's not that. What bothered me the most about that was the resulting response I saw on social media of people uh, criticizing Chris Rock's joke, that his joke was tasteless, and, he, and that's a terrible joke. Um, because uh, you can't make a joke about a woman losing her hair and you can't make a joke about now the standard in our country, the standard is no one should ever have a hurt feeling. That is well, the main thing. And what's the line? I'm like, can somebody tell me? Because I'm not really a nice person when I get on stage. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm the first person to rip myself apart. Right. And then, you know, I'll go after, you know, I, I feel like I'm an equal opportunist. But it comes from, now I don't know your act and I want to, now that we've had a chance to talk. Do we have, are, are there, uh, I'll have to ask you later, are there places where I can see it that's online? I I'm think not... there, there's some, I, I can tell you once, I sent um, something on my, my one page, I sent it to, you're, to Rose, <laughs> I was like, what, what do you think of this? And I'm like, she's got a different style, right? Like I have a dark uh -huh. sense of humor. She was like, I was like, is this too much? And she's like, mm, it's fine, it's not funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, right to the heart, right to the heart. I was like, I but, knew better. Why did I even ask? <laughs> well, that is funny because Rosie is um, one of my favorite people. Working for her was an yeah. absolute dream. Uh, but uh, it's funny because we are extremely different because I am uh, I am really dark. 
Yeah, um, I've watched your stand-up, and it's yeah. it's definitely much more my speed. Yeah, and I and my my personality is is uh is yeah. much darker. But then you if you write for somebody because she's she was her energy was so positive, it was yeah. absolutely different. But but this all of this um uh this PC crap um. <laughs> It's rough. This humor, where does a dark sense of uh, humor come from? Why do you make jokes about, uh, you know, I, I obviously I had a whole list of me turning to dust from uh, the, <laughs> you know, from the osteoporosis. The minute I find right. out I'm getting it, I'm starting to think of every horrific thing, a joke I can make uh, right. about, you know, disintegrating yeah. you know, to, to, to powder. Um, because comedy is a way you deal with, uh, with things. Also, right. I know that you you know this about me. I was uh, I was extremely obese. Um, yeah, where and you I know you have a history of being heavy when you were younger as well. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I call myself the gay Kirstiella. You never know what size I'm. Going. <laughs> I you just know? as of today, I've the pandemic was very fattening, very fattening, yeah. and uh, I gained thirty pounds. And uh, as of today, I've lost twenty four of them. Congratulations. Thank God. I was concerned <laughs> with my giant, my biggest pair of fat pants that I had to take the tag out of because uh, there's only so much reality I could well, face. You, you had some great, there was a photo of you on the beach when you were on vacation. You had this purple sweat. You were looking hot, sister, okay? Yeah, I, well, I really were because I'm looking like you. Fly. I go up, I go down, yeah. I go up, I go down. And I, at, uh, I went from... January of 2020, uh, uh, 20, I weighed uh, 140, which is really good for me. I'm very happy at 140. I went to India and I did come back at almost 145 because I got tired of Indian food. They all have a lot of that, as it turns out. No, who expected that? Um, so <laughs> I started eating pizza uh, every day in India because I was really enough of the curry. Uh, so I gained, so it was 145 when I came back. When I came back from Christmas this year, I weighed 170. Ooh. I was really concerned about gangrene up, yeah. from the waist down because um, <laughs> I, you know, and you I went from a size 12 to a 16. Yeah. So you, yeah. I just, you know. So you are definitely, I can, like, people always say like, oh my God, like my doctor loses their mind because I gain it very quickly and I also can lose it very quickly. No, I had worked, I, I got um, an Apple Watch, there it is, uh, for Christmas, and that's what started it. Because you have these activity rings, and the first day I accidentally closed them, and, and the watch appraised me. It told me how good I did, and I went, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's so kind. And, and, and I started, and it, today is my 95th day closing all of the rings. Um, I got a trainer. Um, I've counted every freaking calorie. I weigh oh. everything that goes in my mouth because uh, at my age, I, I actually went, oh God, what if, I've, what if I've gotten to the point where I can't lose it anymore? Um, and weight, uh, I'm just going to jump. Weight is, an, is one of my, um, uh, a rant uh, because weight is not healthy. And I had posted something. That, oh, you know, I just so happen to have it. Do you have it? I have it. Oh, wow, because I don't even have it anymore. Oh, I have yeah. it. Well, I, I only took it down because I thought somebody might come and kill me. Um, I, and I, I, I totally agreed with that. I shared it with everybody on the other shows because I really wanted to have this conversation. And I, yeah. the, the other girls on the Thursday night show, I get a lot of flag from because they're like, you're fat shaming. We, we talked about like Rihanna's uh, 
she did like a men's lingerie line and it's like fishnet and it goes up to like 3x oh wow. and i'm like that's gross uh, listen to me it is i mean i i i've just mentioned what i'm doing to get rid of the flub because i right. i don't like it um yeah. but it's not healthy no that is there is no i don't care who you are you can argue all you like but i'll probably hang right. up um because um <laughs> it is yes. it's uh, extreme obesity and and that was what and i don't mind if you read it or if you don't read it or if you post or whatever you because I do stand behind that. We have now, we're in this society right now where um, now we're putting up obesity as beauty. Uh, yeah. You know, and and I don't think anyone should be, you know, tortured. I certainly was. Um, no. I don't think anyone should be, yeah. uh, you know, denied uh, jobs. I think people should all be treated with respect. But I, I draw the line at uh, trying to create a standard of beauty that is um, uh, uh, with a, a body weight uh, where you really need to drop a hundred, uh, right? Because it's dangerous. Yeah, and we normalize it. When I was fat, I'm, I'm, uh, 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 you know, uh, well, you don't know, but I'm all, I'm pushing seventy. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm pushing it kind of hard. I'm only thirty-two, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to be twenty-two. Oh, and, good, uh, and good number. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. Well, talk about Saturday night, but, um, uh, you can't mess around with, uh, with fat because there's, you know, there's blood pressure. There's, there's yeah. all kinds of, there's diet. I never had these, but diabetes, um, mm -hmm. cancer, uh, horrific, uh, diseases that are caused by uh, your size. And we're worried about someone having their feelings hurt about weight as opposed to you know dying from well, it it's something i think with the whole generation and it's i feel like now it's turning into something where we can't have conversations anymore where it, it's not just even obesity it's everything it's everything everybody's well we so couldn't make a sensitive. joke about about a haircut you know i am so sorry yeah. if you were losing your hair but i actually thought mine was getting thin i went to the derm it turns out she said it was fine i had a whole list of jokes already written there's just... a, there's no hair. This is hair fibers. Okay, I sprayed it in just for you. I actually did my oh, hair. It's, nice. did, there's no <laughs> hair right there. None. Right. It's all wow. sprayed in in the front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, no, I, I came close enough so you could see where my, my but apparently it's normal. Yeah. And you brought up a really good thing. We have been making fun of bald guys. Yeah. Forever. And that was never a problem. And now if it's a woman, oh, well, that poor, frail woman, she will never survive it. Well, well, and she's a tough, right? Like, I mean, Jada, to me, represents a tough woman. And I understand there's a medical condition behind it. And he's, I guess they're friends, whatever. And there's some complex bullshit there. But really? Really? Like, he was laughing It was, a, it was not a, yeah, but, but, it, what? If you cannot laugh at yourself, and it right. is a value of being thin-skinned, how right. dare you? And if you yeah. even mention weight, you're fat-shaming. Yeah. No, you're not. You, and I'm a fat person. I'm and a I fat get told person. I'm fat-shaming. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm living the life again, okay? Right. 
Oh, that was why I brought up my age. Um, because when I my when I weighed 275, I weighed 115 at seven, 200 at 12, 250 at 14, uh, 275 in my in my twenties. So uh, a, a bulk of that was in the uh, in the seventies. And in the 70s in the United States, about 25% of the people were overweight or obese. So I was very often the only fat person in the room. Yeah. Now it's 65%. Mm -hmm. I am, this is going to be taken wrong. I'm just going to say it is if I don't know what would have happened if, if obesity was embraced the way it is now, you know, I, I, um, yeah. I, I actually think, because, uh, you know, only um, less than 5% of people who lose 100 pounds keep it off. And yeah. I've kept 100 pounds off for decades. I have 50 that I play with, but still, I've kept 100 pounds <laughs> off for decades. Um, I believe it was because when I was little, I wanted outfits. And in my day, we had the Sears and Roebuck catalog, and I would look through that, and I would dream about having these clothes. and. And I would have fantasies where I made up in my head. I remember uh, clothing, not the pictures that I'd seen, but made up clothing in my head. And I would sit for hours. One of the reasons I was so fat, I was a sedentary child. <laughs> I didn't move. And I would imagine myself in these outfits. And there was always, it was you know uh, like a date, but there was never a man in the fantasy because he didn't matter. And what mattered is I got ready for it. And then when, <laughs> when the date happened, I'd already been sitting for two hours. I didn't need it. Years later, uh, I had uh, I was thin, uh, thinner than now. I was probably about 130, uh, uh, something like that. I was really thin. Uh, and I was in San Francisco and I'd gone shopping. I was because uh, I just booked a commercial. I didn't know they didn't always mm. run. It took me years to pay off that credit card. But oh, no. be that as it may. And I was uh, taking size small, like, and I didn't even look for sales. I had just done this, you know, right. a, a, a whatever the commercial was. Right. I'm doing it. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to make a fortune. Well, I didn't, but um, I did on that trip meet some cool guy in uh, Fresno because I was working in a club, and he was a Top Gun pilot, an actual Top Ooh. Gun pilot, and and he had flown some of the jets in the movie. Well, you know, mm. needless to say, this. This work and I'm on the West Coast. A girl has to do something. So then I was in San Francisco. I bought all these clothes and he was driving up uh, so that we could go out. And I'm in my room putting these clothes on. And all of a sudden I realized this was the dream of my whole life. I've, I lived that moment a million times, getting yeah. dressed in a great outfit uh, for a cool date. And I think it was because I saw that because I wanted that. I, it was a, it was a, a dream and a goal and a hope and and I felt if only I could have that instead of what I had, it yeah. would be great. But if I lived in a, in today's society, where uh, you know the 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 models are 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 um, not of a healthy weight, would I have yeah. felt the same? Right. I don't know. And, and I don't think that there's any, uh, uh, when you look at all the diseases, so they're calling it fat shaming and, and people had a breakdown over my stupid little post, but it was pretty epic. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for, like, I caught it within a few minutes of you posting, which is rare because I'm usually not on Facebook except to do show stuff. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is really good. 
and I was like, oh, you know, and and then within a few minutes it was gone. I screenshotted it immediately because I was like, <laughs> I want to talk about this. And then I had messaged you because I was like, uh -huh. oh, I really want to have this conversation because to me it's so important that we're yeah. what is, the hell is going on in society that all of a sudden right. we we can't have any conversations. We can't have any conversations. We're being and somebody's mean. feelings might be hurt. Okay. Might That's get hurt constantly. Um, if you if you're never, how do you build personality? How do you build a strength of character if you're you so don't. delicate? You can't make a joke about um, uh, about anything. When I thought like, this was just, uh, I only just went to the Durham, and she said, "No, no, it might be thinner, but this is normal." But I had, um, I'm going to, I, I, I'm uh, two steps from uh, Phil Silvers. Um, the other day, I was mistaken for Tim Conway, which is upsetting because he's dead, and I think I can get side work um, as a landing zone for small aircraft. That. Because I thought my hair was thing. And whatever I think is wrong. And, you know, now, you know, I've got to, you know, this face thing. Of course, I'm making jokes. You can't make a joke anymore of yourself. Right. I, I, it, right. Or, oh, and if you make a joke of yourself, you have low self-esteem, you need therapy. And you shouldn't do that. Oh, that one. I used to have, uh, I used to do this joke. Um, this was even, wait a minute. I, now, um, I would say, oh, God, I don't remember, but I would talk about my weight loss and but I, I would talk about, wait a minute, let's get it, the arm flap here, which mm -hmm. this was luxurious uh, when I was in my 30s. And I would do that. Uh, I would show them this, the luxurious flap. Um, and for those of you who are upset now, I'm sorry. Um, and the punchline I'm was, not. you should see me in a bathing suit. When I run, I look like a lava lamp. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> And, <laughs> and even back then, before everybody had this this paper thin skin, uh, women would come up and go, "Oh my God, you shouldn't do that." And they will say about your your age. I've always referenced my age, and people go, oh, "You shouldn't say your age." Is why will it make me younger? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If I just don't say anything about it, am I no longer going to be my age? Because, mm -hmm. okay. Well, and I feel like true comedy was a way to deflect. Like it, the minute you bring it up first and you make somebody laugh, there's no more power in it. Yeah. None. Exactly. So going to a Catholic school my entire life and being, you know, if there was rednecks or whatever, because central New York's a little iffy, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it gets a little Trumpy. Yeah, um, it does up there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my thing would always be, Oh, don't worry. I hate faggots. And if you say that now, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "I am one. It's okay, but I don't like them." But the the guys would be like, "Oh, you're the coolest gay guy I ever met." <laughs> they thought it was a riot, and then it was fine. And they're like, right. "Oh," but that changed their whole opinion on gay people was because I changed the situation for them. I made it okay. Exactly. Well, humor and is like a way, that, humor, you yeah. diffuse it, you deal with it. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't sit around and whine and think, um, you know, oh, I'm a victim. Because, you know, it, 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 well, I should stop talking about it since apparently I, I'm not losing my hair. But 
Yeah, oh, skin. I've got enough skin. Oh, my Lord God. With the amount of weight I've lost. One time, it was during the Gulf War. This was one of the really old wars uh, in the early 90s. Um, I heard on the radio. I mean, this is sad that uh, there were so many uh, burns and soldiers that they needed uh, skin grafts and they were looking for skin. And I went, whoa, this is my chance. Because <laughs> I thought maybe I could get rid of some of this freaking skin. Yeah. But you're not supposed to. He's like, that's how I'm going to deal with extra yeah. skin. I'm going right. to make jokes. I'm going to tell stories. Yeah. I'm going to do. I'm not going to go. Someone said something about skin. Granted, it was about the chicken, but still, it still upset me. I don't right. want any well, words anymore. I mean, that's into funerals when people dying, like nine um, eleven. Like as we were watching it, I, I, I was in a Walmart. Would take, I took a friend to get her haircut. And I'm saying things that are, you know, and people don't know how to deal with that. You know, my, I, I had a murder-suicide my, with my grandparents. And I'm, like, cracking the joke. You know, people are like, what the hell's wrong with this dude? And I'm like, but what else are you going to do? Well, what humor is a do? coping me uh, mechanism. Humor can open doors. And just because, well, you know, bringing up the, the Chappelle uh, thing, I really like Dave Chappelle. He's a great guy. Yeah. And... Uh, but I heard all this stuff, so I watched the special. I don't always watch all the comedy specials. Right. Uh, you know, again, you, you know, if you've done it, you. Um, and I find it difficult, having watched that special, to think of him as uh, anti-trans. Thank you. I, what did but, he say that was anti-anything in that? Well, he made a couple of jokes about uh, the woman and not knowing. I didn't even know it was a woman. Now. That's funny. I get say I get this haircut. Um, I went to uh, the uh, I went around the corner because I uh, during the pandemic, you know, you don't go anywhere. Then I was cutting it myself. That Me too. is a Me true too. tragedy. Did right, you look yeah. as horrible? My the back of my head was so jacked up, right? And somebody'd be like, "Oh my uh -huh. god, what the hell?" And I'm like, "I can't see it. I don't care. You don't like it? Don't look." Yeah, that, I was using clippers and stuff that I never yeah. used before. But yeah. finally, um, uh, uh, I don't know how many months ago, I went around the corner. I don't know why I'm pointing, but that is the corner. Um, and there was a, a barber shop with one of the barber poles, um, like a real old barber shop. And I went in, and uh, uh, the, uh, the, the guy, he's a surly Russian. And uh, I said, oh. I want a man's haircut. And he gave me one. And I love it. I go there all the time now. And well, it looks amazing called, on you. I really do love it. But yeah. it is not a rare thing for someone to say, excuse me, Mr. Uh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Well, especially in the back. I, am I sitting? Because that really looks. Uh, uh, no. Well, I still get it. But OK. And people so, are ignorant, though. Uh, but I don't care at all. Yeah. I, I well, could see that this haircut could be mistaken for, uh, for, for a man. So in Chappelle's joke, We've all met women that could be mistaken for for men. Oh, so yeah. yes, I, I mean it was it was funny, but I think that was one that would have been considered horribly insensitive because we can't make those jokes anymore. <sighs> but what could have happened in a different time, uh, in a different society, what could have happened from his uh, from that special is a dialogue could have been opened, a dialogue that we need to have, because I thought. A huge thing in his special, uh, it includes, I mean, he was saying, I'm not mad at trans people. I'm mad that they have a better PR than black people. Really interesting. You yeah, know, that, yes. That's an interesting point that we can, yes. we can think about. But it's also true that I think 
uh, a lot of people uh, in the country, well-meaning people, people who are not anti-anything, are right. perplexed. Yeah, we're still perplexed because uh, uh, um, that had been hidden for so long. Mm -hmm. well, we didn't know. I mean, you know that. You know, like in the in the nineteen twenties, gay was hidden, mm -hmm. and in our in our world, it's only been in the last, I don't know, is it a decade where where it even is commonly talked about, and yeah. and that's in the cities. So if you go out in the middle of the place where you're well versed, mm -hmm. uh, people are perplexed. It doesn't mean that they're anti. It doesn't mean that they uh, hate them. And it it would actually be if we could talk about it. If you have a bias, maybe you could get over it. Well, and, and that's the thing that I don't understand is at what point do we stop allowing people room to grow? And do we yeah. stop letting them, oh, okay, fine, you, you feel this way, but let's have a conversation and let's give them a chance to grow. Right, and it's also why is it upsetting to you if yeah. someone else is trans? It's right. it would be upsetting to me if they told me I had to, uh, yeah. you know, because right. I'm I'm not. But why is it upsetting? And and his his act and his and that special ended with a, a really beautiful story. It, it was I was crying. Me too. Like, I thought it was, it was beautiful. So heartfelt. And and the thing that I found of a trans always... woman that he knew makes me giggle is it's always my straight white lady friends who were pissed off the most about it and they refuse to watch the special and they're just going off sound bites or you know what i mean articles and i'm like you 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 don't even know what he said how right. are you mad about it you didn't watch oh i'm not going to give him any but you don't actually know what he said. Did you know that, you know, and then I would kind of go, because right. it was some of the people on our Thursday show and they, they were fear. Oh, he is an asshole. And I'm like, no, no, no. You, you're picking the wrong fight with the wrong one. Okay. First off, you're a straight girl talking to a gay dude who did drag, who on the inside feels like a lady. And you're going to tell me what he said was transphobic. No, no. I, I'm not here for this. You're not going to tell me nothing. Yeah, and it's right some. Uh, well, and he's talking about some experiences that he has, and it's interesting. It could have been. I mean, it was interesting to me, but yeah. why not? Because I don't know a lot about the trans community. I've spent a lot of time. Um, uh, uh, you know, gay people have always felt more comfortable uh, to me. Uh, part right. of it is I think you have to go through something in life. So yeah. you know, yeah. I so. The, Gay people have been through something. Black people have been through something, um, yeah. and uh, it's, so it's often cool right. people. But that doesn't mean that I haven't met asshole gay people or asshole black people. Right, you know, right. My people were people. always lesbians, but, but the, and and older white ladies. You know what I mean? Like, and black ladies. Those were always my my crew. You know what I mean? Like, it was always women. I don't really like gay guys. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. I don't get along with men so well. You know what I mean? I just like to date. I would sleep with them, really. I don't know that I even like to date them. Um, but lesbians are really my jam. And and, and and ladies, just my thing, you know? I'm not even uh, sure there's a lot of sleep going on. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we switch to Yeah, so you, you feel you're where you feel comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. it needs to allow people to expand that. If 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 Chappelle's act 
if everyone hadn't decided to have some stupid breakdown um, because he made a joke, he mentioned it. You can't mention anything mm -mm. anymore. We could no. have had, um, I, I mean, uh, Rock's joke was not ex a, a strong enough joke to start a dialogue, but wouldn't it be no. nice to have a dialogue because uh, a lot of women lose their hair. So no, maybe I we mean, could have a whole I... bucket of jokes that they could pull from. I thought it, I, honestly, like I didn't even, I thought it was just kind of a weak joke in general. You know what I mean? Like to even get that mad over. Yeah. Like it was an easy joke to do. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it, I'm like, it wasn't it was anything nothing. special. Yeah. Like it was just well, like, that's the joke uh, we're going to get mad at. Yeah. My friend Tom Kelly has, has, does a, a, a podcast and on his show, he said, it's not like he said, Hey Jada, you look like uncle Fester. You know, uh, uh, it wasn't, you know, Kojak, it wasn't a mean, but my whole position is even if it was, all right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And he could have totally went a whole bunch of places, especially about their entanglement. He could have done a whole bunch of shit that they opened themselves up to. And he didn't. Right. It's his job. He went job. for the easy joke. Right. The Oscars have become a roast. It's his, mm -hmm. what? Well, I Ricky Gervais? Yeah. Oh, Who I love by Yes. <laughs> but that was, that's the only award shows I would ever watch is one he's hosting. Yeah. It's the only thing I would ever care to watch. Because yeah, he I didn't gets up there. I watched this one. So, uh, uh, no, me neither. I yeah, saw the clip. showed after. me the clip. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting it as I was doing all my TikToking. I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, this is amazing. I was like, yeah. he did not just slap him. And yeah. half of our hosts are in Australia, so they were sending the, the uncut feed of uh -huh. what happened. I'm like, oh! Yeah. But, uh, and how yeah. great was Rock? People are not, that they're missing, I mean, could right. he have been more professional? Could he have handled right. it better? Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, I mean, it's yeah. yeah, I'm over this crap. Yeah, for real. I know, and I hate like the, the other guys on the thing. They're like all into pop culture and like celebrities, and I could give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. I never have. Like I'm like I want to know why you're crazy. I want to know <laughs> all your quirks. You know what I'm saying? Like I, those are the things I want to talk about. Right. I, we, Mondays is how we ended up this way. Like we, you know, those are the things that I, to me, I find fascinating about people. You know, like I like to really get into why everybody. Is the way they, is the way they is, is the way they are. Is the way they is. Um, yeah. yeah, and what we think <laughs> about and how the world works and, yes. and that kind of stuff is so much more interesting to me than something yeah. to do with a, a, a family I've never seen, but they are called Kardashian. I mean, oh, please. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you who's who. I think I know I like don't two know. of them. Yeah. I don't know. I've never watched that show. Um, no. Well, I don't like reality uh, I like reality in real life, <laughs> yeah. but you know, although I do drink, so. <laughs> I know I loved that little picture with the wine glass. Oh, <laughs> it's fabulous. You. I was like, that's a hot picture, girl. You can make that your profile. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I should slam myself. Listen, when this bruise uh, heals, I'll try to get another one. Yeah, there's a great picture. Bruise and all, honey, bruise Thanks. and all. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so one of the things I, I also love is that you would do your woodies, your little, your blog, uh -huh. blogs. And one of the ones was about dating in COVID. Uh, 
I mean, you had fasting where you, you did ones where you were putting like putty in your hair, which did not end well. No. You, you did, you put, you were doing leaves in your hair in another one. I mean, you're all over. And then you worked for Epstein? I did. Is Shut the fuck terrible? up. Like, how? I, I, I couldn't. I was like screaming into my, the kids are like, daddy, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't handle this right now. I got to make sure to remember this for later. I had a, I was, it was, this was before it, Jeffrey Epstein. And this was many years ago. Um, was I, I was just, I was, I was a comic, early comic. And I had this uh, friend, a girl, she was a model and she was, uh, I mean, a professional model. She was tall. She was beautiful. And she had a part-time job at his apartment, uh, answering phones. And if there was any light typing but she got a modeling gig and she had to go away for two weeks so uh for me to uh to to fill in so i take the job now the funny here is that she is a six foot tall goddess and <laughs> well me i uh i weighed probably about 20 pounds more than right now um uh, so like i where i gained back to and uh uh I'm going to just say right now, the red Fiorucci Bermuda shorts were a mistake. They were. <laughs> yeah. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, so I'm wearing that. But on top of it, like two days before I'm going to take over this job for her, I got the worst haircut of my whole life. I used to have long, I was long hair and he cut it into three distinct layers. I used to do a bit of my act. I don't know if I can remember it, but it was, uh, there was um, uh, the uh, long one for the Florence Henderson. Then there was mm. another one down here for the founding fathers. And oh. at the top was the oh. foghorn leghorn. Oh, oh yes. I am a three, only three layers. It did. It was like literally this, this, and this. I looked so, and, and then the Bermuda shirt. Did I a looked, gay guy do that to you? Uh, no. Which is why you do not go to a straight hairdresser. Mm. Yeah, he life should. Lesson. That yeah, life. I never went back. Uh, well, uh, uh, too late. So. Yeah. Uh, I also, I didn't wear makeup for two months because there was no point. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> after that, that's absolutely true. So I crawl up to Jeffrey Epstein's door and he opens the door to that. I will say he did look a bit taken aback. Uh, and... <laughs> yeah. But that might explain why I worked for a legendary pervert. Never had a problem. <laughs> I would be so pissed out. That was like all the years being in Catholic school, none of the priests. I'm pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, I really think. You're, you're a freaking pedophile. You couldn't have winked. Right. You something. Know, I couldn't have got a little something, something from all those priests. A rude remark. I mean, I'm not something. asking for a lot. Like, I got feelings, too. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Um, and he was. Uh, actually, he had a girlfriend, and she was very nice. She had just written a business book. She wasn't there very often. I don't know the other women's 
names. Was, it, was her name Maxwell? Maxwell? I don't remember the Oh, no, no, it wasn't her. <laughs> this was some pretty little girl, couldn't have lasted long. But even though I knew he was going out with her, he did have an end, because I met her like the first day. She didn't live there, so I didn't see her again. Mm. Um, but he had, uh, he had very um, athletic lunch hours. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I think the biggest, the most important, did he pay well? I, I don't even remember. Yeah, for whatever it was back in those days. Um, in the, uh, I started stand up in 83. So it would probably been between 83 and 85. So it was fine. Um, and I was there for two weeks. He had a lovely penthouse. He was barely there except for his exercise. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. But ever since I really was, oh, when he became, when, when all this crap in the news, I thought, yeah. what am I chopped liver? Seriously. Uh, well, I, I was really. I would shouldn't. be putting that on my resumes. Like, I'm the twisted, dark <laughs> bitch. Like, I, I'd be on my Facebook profile. I worked with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't, you know, like, I'm owning that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, he was a pervert and the son of a bitch didn't hit on me. And no pervert toward me. Nothing. I, my entire life, I can walk by a construction site. Never have, I... <laughs> There has never been. In fairness, they didn't call me fat either, but they've never called me anything. Bastards. Where people have called me, you know, perfectly nice people have yelled, you're fat out car windows. It's like, yeah. you think this is information? Right. Like, <laughs> thanks oh, for your vital information. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. I've had pizza thrown at me outside of a drag bar once. I had purple hair on. So, I mean, you know, blended in, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, and it's rude and it's horrible. Yeah. And uh, my feelings were hurt. And look, I'm fine. Yeah. I, don't, I, I will never put that. That I just had a conversation with somebody the other night. And that's what he said is if, if you're going to, uh, uh, you have to know exactly what you mean if anything could hurt anyone's feelings. Oh my God. That, buck up. Yeah, it's so weird to me. Yeah. That you know, in Catholic they'd always say it builds character. Builds character. Builds character. Like those damn Catholics. Uh -huh. But I think it does build character. You find yeah. out uh and and uh I, I don't I am not suggesting that people should be made fun of. It's no. horrible. No. But what I am suggesting is that it's going to happen. Yeah. And you can become stronger. You, uh, yeah. when things are really bad, and and for me, uh, the it was really bad. Mm -hmm. um, me too. But then you become for yourself what you can't well, get anyone else to be. And I almost think that's something we should be teaching children is how to be resilient. Yes. And giving them the courage and strength and self-respect and self-esteem. We need to be teaching that, and there needs to be a course about this, right? Instead and of like. Everybody gets a fucking trophy. No, everybody doesn't because everybody's not a winner. Yeah, you That's know who's the life. winner? The one who won. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and it also, it gives you something God. to aspire to. Yes. I want to win the next time. I want to get better so that I can yeah. be better than what I am. I don't want to sit home. So I get, I get fat again in the pandemic. I don't want to sit home and wallow in my blubber and uh, be upset if somebody, you know, looks at me wrong or if the next pedophile I meet, well, of course I'm a little old for a pedophile, but the next pervert I meet <laughs> refuses to wink. I don't want to sit there and go, oh, it's terrible. People are mean to me. Um, I want to go out and, uh, you know, 
and and be motivated to fix it for myself. I had yeah. this this I hired a trainer. There is not a day without pain. <laughs> He's brutal. I love him. Um, but in in all aspects of of uh, of life, our well, I'm much older than you. So my we were that was part of the lesson. You know, dust yeah. yourself off. Yeah, so what? You'll be fine. You'll be good. Get well, over that, it. I mean, that was still what was kind of happening in, in mine. You know what I mean? There was two fat kids in, in our school, myself and the, the one other boy, and we had one black girl. You know? Oh, they're, yeah. they're, okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, we were the three kind of... I forgot where you lived. Yeah. The odd ducks. Um, well, yeah. We were in the private school. Uh and we were kind of the three different ones, you know what I mean? And and two, like my voice was higher pitched, like on phone calls, they'd be like, ma'am, like, I'm not a ma'am, you know? And there was a lot, are you gay? Are you gay? And I didn't even know what gay was. Yeah. You know, I watched Mannequin was my, I tried to bring it to first grade movie day, okay? I, to my 20s, I rewatched it and I was like, oh my God, Hollywood was gay. My mother said Albert was short for Albertina. I had no idea. No wow. freaking clue. You know what I mean? And it never. Yeah. Until so I was in my 20s. So I'm like rewatching it like, son of a bitch, he's gay. <laughs> I guess I my my theory on life is it's not supposed to be easy. No. It's you not. get more out of it when it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I just. It's weird. Yeah. Okay, there's one more thing that I, I just, okay. there was some, I don't remember where, or, or, or what it was on that you were talking about it, but it fascinated me. It was about, your, I think it was your childhood home, mm -hmm. and it was being torn down, mm -hmm. and how that was like torture for you because it doesn't exist on this planet anymore. Yeah. And that was something that affected me because when I dream, the only place I ever dream of of living is in my childhood home. Oh, wow. And I have such a weird attachment to that house. So when you, what I don't remember where you were talking about that, what it probably was on. Probably Rosie Radio. Yeah, maybe. Or I, my radio. It was probably on radio. Yeah, that it just, that whole conversation had stuck with me. And I don't even remember the whole context of it. Um, but just how much that affected you. Yeah. Well, time, it's so interesting. Now, I won't go back there now. Now, I had a horrible time there uh, where I grew up. Was, um, <laughs> that I understood, too. Yeah. Because you did as well. And it yeah. still exists there. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in this uh, in a house in, in, uh, in Connecticut. The new part was built in 1791. It was a single family home. Only, uh, uh, my family had lived in it that whole time. And um, by the time I came along, though, there was heat in one room and electricity in three. Uh, some, yeah, a great, great somebody had taken out the fireplaces. I think it was uh, the Jeanette before me. Um, my father was, um, I really loved my father, but uh, he had some real problems. My mother had left when I was a year and a half old. Um, and uh, the house was in the middle of 148 acres. And that was the place where I became really fat and what, where everybody uh, we didn't have friends. We didn't have, uh, we didn't have anything. And then when I went to school, uh, uh, people were really bad. It was because not only was I fat, I was weird. Um, mm -hmm. when there was two fat girls in, in my class too, me and yeah. Sally Ann Cox. 
And uh, I remember Douglas Mish coming up to me one time and he said, at least Sally's pretty. Why are you so ugly? Well, I, uh, I just didn't have a ready answer for that. And he wasn't even yeah. one of the mean guys, which is shocking. Um, but that, uh, that house was where I became who I am. Um, yeah. And that house, that, that, um, that's what made me so different uh from uh from from everybody being so different this is oh here's uh every horrible thing that ever happens to you if you wait long enough and if you're open and willing you will find something wonderful from it my mother mm. left me as i mentioned uh several times here but my mother left when i was a year and a half old now what's the good that came of that in a weird way it's how my initial relationship with rosie started because we worked together at bonkers in orlando doing stand-up right before VH1. But you know, her mother had died. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a mother. And that first, the couple of nights at the club, we started to talk like that. And we became friends uh, uh, almost from that moment because there was such a strong, they were completely different. Because uh, right. mine was gone at a year and a half and hers was at 10. But it was, it, you know, it, so it, it did something. Yeah. And I have the career that I had uh, because of Rosie O'Donnell, right. I was doing fine. I was a headliner, but a club headliner. And because of that job, all of these uh, things happen. Um, the living there in that isolation with everybody so mean and horrible. And as we've discussed at length tonight, um, when people are horrible, find a way to be funny. Um, yeah. My entire career has been in comedy. So that that seminal life really did uh mean something to me and then it had to be during radio because that's when it happened uh we sold uh my father died and uh we sold the farm the town was going to try to absorb it as greenland and take it mm. I, uh, that the that is a thing that happens that i i think is horrible you know people that have owned the yeah. land for 200 years you don't have the, any it's not that you have money you have the land and the state can take it so we sold it before that could happen and then uh we went back up there and it was just a giant scar in the ground. Oh my God. This house that had lived, uh, there were, I, I picked up uh, old bricks from the chimney. Uh, not that there was a fireplace, but the chimney had stayed there. Um, and uh, it was such a feeling to see it completely gone. And I do know that they, uh, uh, they made building lots and they've made some kind of a, you know, like they're four acre lots and, and houses there now. And I've told me, I will not drive by. I will not go to that yeah. town. They named, this makes me so mad because I would like that town to be burned and salted. Um, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I really, yeah. really hate those people because no one helped. I went to school bruised, you know, but not worse, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, no one in those days, in those days you, you know, maybe we go too far now, but they did nothing. And um, uh, I would yeah, get on that's the, just it. Now yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's almost too far. Every day yeah. on the bus for half an hour, every single person yelled, you're fat, you're ugly, you're fat, you're ugly, you're fat, you're ugly, every single day. Um, and now they have named a street in this freaking housing project after me. I think, it's, I don't know if it's our, my last name or if they used both because it it's a family name. And I think, how dare you? How dare you, you, yes. you know, oh, yes. motherfuckers? It just, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, it's, it's a big package. And, but I think most people there, when, 
you know, your childhood never goes away. Not one moment in life, but we carry every instant of our lives with us. Yeah. So is your, is the house you grew up in still there? It's still there, but it is completely destroyed. Oh. Like it's, it's become like a slum and the neighborhood, it was a nice Italian neighborhood is now like a crack oh. neighborhood. So it's just, you know, it's, it's on the border being condemned. Like the roofs are caved in, like it's just disgusting. So it's, it's yeah. very difficult to even look at. Yeah, you can't go back. That's the other thing. Every yeah. instant, I believe, every single instant matters because it's only going to happen once. And I think, uh, for me, I say this, I just said this to the gynecologist today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're visualizing, that is on you. That is not on me, if you're visualizing that. Um, uh, and I don't know how this came up in conversation, but I am chatty. Um, and uh, I think the key to life is to enjoy every instant, even the bad ones. It is not yeah. for me to pick and choose. It's true. Yeah, I had a blast landing on my face. Yeah. You can recover from every single thing. Um, although death, I, I'm, I think, is harder. Yeah, um, it's a hard but, one to come back from. But every single other thing, uh, you can. And you will find uh, there, there will be something, something great. I'm in a fantastic relationship now. There's always something wonderful. Well, I think the universe always brings us somehow some way like puts us right where we're supposed right. to be but we have when to then realize yeah that because i do think you're right the universe puts us exactly where we need to be which means when that shit hit the fan that horrible thing that happened that was the universe putting us exactly where we needed to be yeah yeah so absolutely yeah yeah i think that's our life tra trajectory yeah getting us ready for our next our next big chapter Right, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like that. And just like that. Mm -hmm. Which I hear got picked up, and I'm very happy about that. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> Season two. Very excited. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm so thrilled. I just, I don't know what they're going to do about Samantha. I, I'm a little bit concerned. Well. But I'm fine with the text messages. I can handle it. I feel I'm like fine they got, with me too. They, they, and, and listen, what could they do? Right. You know, I know it now. Now Sarah's like, oh, I don't want her to come back. I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> her show got canceled on Fox. Your pay now they're all getting equal pay. Like, come on, that's what she wanted. Like, that's all she wanted <laughs> was equal pay. Yeah, like, it's kind of. A I think in general, place. everybody needs to get over themselves. Everybody, yeah. including me, I'm sure there's plenty of things I need to get over myself about. Um, oh, thank you so much for coming on and hanging with me. You are so much fun. You are too. I this oh. this was actually more fun, and I'm glad you said uh, we're wrapping up because my I just got a low battery uh, thing. I knew but, it was coming. I knew it yeah. was. So I'm like, I got this poor girl. I kept her on for a whole hour. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.